Hi, everybody. Welcome into a brand new episode of Locked On Nittany Lines, your Penn State podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Kevin McGuire, and today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. In today's episode, we're going to take a look at the Sporting News preseason All-America team because a couple Penn State players happen to appear on this year's list. We'll also take a look at what 24-7 Sports says is the biggest question mark for Penn State in the 2020 season. I've got some thoughts on that. And finally, in today's episode, a sports book has put out their ranking of strength of schedule for the upcoming college football season. We'll take a look to see where Penn State is ranked according to them. Lots of ground to cover. Make sure you never miss a single episode of this podcast. We are available on all of your favorite podcasting apps from iTunes to Spotify to Google Podcasts. Whatever you're using to listen to podcasts, we're there and available. We have all the links on our main page and we encourage you to subscribe and then leave a rating and a review. We appreciate to hear what you guys have to say about our podcast as we try to improve it to make it something you want to come back to in the future and of course to tell your friends about but it also helps with our placement across those podcasting platforms. So the more subscribers, the more ratings, and the more reviews we get, the more we're going to be able to continue growing this podcast moving forward as we get set for a full season of college football action right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And, of course, we also encourage you to be a part of our show by sending in your questions and your comments at any time to us on Twitter and on Facebook, or you can follow us on Instagram or on Twitch. Our username is LockedOnNittany on all of those social media platforms. So go ahead and give us a follow, give us a thumbs up, give us a like, give us a subscription. Whatever the case may be, we are here for you, and we're going to get ready to get this episode underway right now. heard a couple times maybe here on the podcast or somewhere else that Penn State's got a couple of really good players tight end Pat Fryermuth is among the best tight ends in the country and linebacker Micah Parsons continues to be viewed as one of the top defensive talents in the sport of college football for the upcoming season and a lot of NFL draft scouts are already taking a look at both of those players to see where they're going to be on the big boards probably next spring so it's no surprise that once again, Pat Fryermuth and Micah Parsons are getting some preseason hype, this time in the form of the Sporting News preseason All-America team. Not too surprisingly, both players appeared as first team players on the All-America team from Sporting News for the preseason. And I don't get too carried away with preseason All-American teams. First of all, I think that they're kind of silly, but obviously they're there to manufacture some content and discussion. And hey, guilty as charged. Here we are on the podcast talking about a couple of Penn State players that appear on the Sporting News preseason All-America team. Now, the Sporting News actually has one of the uh, main All-America teams at the end of the season that gets used to build the consensus All-America team. I don't know if anybody has gone to the lengths and the effort to put together a consensus All-America preseason team, although I would guess that somebody is out there compiling these lists as they come out. I forget exactly what all the uh, main uh, All-American teams are that get used to determine a true consensus All-American team. I, I know the AP is one. The Football Writers Association is one. I believe the the Walter Football Foundation may have one as well. There may be a couple other that are in there as well, but I just don't remember what they are. But again, preseason All-America team, I don't get too carried away with it. A lot of times these preseason All-America teams really just take a look at some of the best players that are coming back for the upcoming season, which isn't really a knock. I mean, obviously, if they're an All-America caliber player, they're probably one of the best players you already know about. So 
again, I don't get too carried away with these kind of preseason accolades, but it just goes to drive home the point once again that people are noticing a couple of really good players that Penn State has on the roster, one on offense, one on defense. And it's been a long time, I think, since Penn State has had a, a play on both sides of the football that is getting as much national respect, I think, in the preseason circuits that uh, Pat Fryermuth and the Micah Parsons are. No, I think Micah Parsons is getting more national respect and probably being viewed as more of a, a, a top and a top draft pick kind of a player. Not saying number one overall draft pick, but among the first defensive players to be chosen. Pat Frymuth probably in a little bit of a different situation just based on the fact that he plays the tight end position. It's not necessarily going to get the same kind of recognition from the NFL draft scouts or uh, you know anyone taking a look at some of the best players in the country. Not to say that he's not, because obviously he is by being included on the Sporting News preseason All-America team. Obviously, Pat Fryermuth is among the best players in the country. Uh, but it's still arguable whether or not he is a guy that's going to be more valuable than a quarterback or maybe a running back or even a wide receiver, which we're going to get into later on in this podcast, the wide receiver position. But it is, uh, it is interesting to note. Now, once again, James Franklin has put together a roster through recruiting that has players on both sides of the football that are gaining this kind of uh, notoriety going into the upcoming season. A lot of hype, a lot of expectations for what Pat Frymuth is going to be able to do with the offense and, of course, seeing what Micah Parsons can continue to do on the defensive side of the football. It feels like it's been a long time since Penn State has had a linebacker of the caliber that Micah Parsons is bringing to the field. A lot of people are saying it's probably been since LeVar Arrington, and I don't think that that's a wrong assessment. I really do feel as though uh, the the attention that Micah Parsons is getting is on par with where LeVar Arrington was at the height of his Penn State career. Uh, remember, LeVar Arrington appeared on the cover of Sports Illustrated for a preseason uh, issue of the, the magazine. So uh, we're, we're in that same kind of territory right now because Micah Parsons is, again, viewed as one of the top defensive players in the country. Not just top linebacker, but top defensive players in the country. Uh, if you take a look at some of the odds for the, the first NFL draft pick used on a defensive player, Micah Parsons is getting those odds from one of the sports books that are out there. So, uh, again... This is a good thing to have if you're Penn State. Now, obviously, it's not quite the same level overall as where a program like Clemson or even Ohio State or Alabama are as far as these preseason All-Americans. But getting a player on both sides of the football, that, that's a pretty notable achievement. Not a lot of schools get that kind of uh, distinction uh, in these preseason magazines. And yes, there are some schools that do. Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson all have you know, those preseason All-Americans, I'm sure. But you know, this is not something that's typically been the norm for Penn State. So uh, having a first-teamer on the preseason All-America list for the Sporting News, that, that's a good achievement to have. And it's just another indication that James Franklin continues to try and build this program through recruiting, player development, and the effort is paying off. It's being witnessed, it's being respected, and it's being recognized. And it's can't say that there's any end in sight because James Franklin does appear to be having Penn State on a pretty high level right now. Again, not quite on the Ohio State's level as far as recruiting is concerned, but certainly uh, separating themselves from the majority of the Big Ten right now. And that should continue to see Penn State be very competitive uh, once the fall gets started and the fall after that and the fall after that. Well, if you're like a lot of college football fans right now, you're probably already thinking ahead to those big road trips you're going to take to your next college football game. 
And the good news is there are ways to help save money and make sure you've got the budget ready for that. And rockauto.com is there to help make sure that your vehicle is ready for your tailgate this upcoming season. RockAuto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. All you got to do is go to RockAuto.com, shop for the auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. It's very simple. You just plug in your make and model of your car, and it's going to give you a list of every piece that you could need. You can break it down by part. You can break it down by price. There are so many different ways. It's so easy to find exactly what you need for the right price. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So if you're someone like me who has no clue what they're doing, they're going to make your life as easy as possible. Just go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Then write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever need. rockauto.com It's the time of the year where the preseason content just continues to be flowing every which way you look right now. And I try to be a part of that as well with some of my contributions for Athlon Sports. And definitely will want you to check out something we've got going up on the site, I believe, next week as we take a look at some of the schedule analysis. It's always fun to do. But this is the time of year, like I said, when we're starting to ask all the questions about teams for the upcoming season. Look at their strengths. Look at their weaknesses. And one of the things that 247sports.com, is it 247sports or is it 247sports? I don't know if I've ever gotten a definitive answer on that. I just call it 247sports, and hopefully you understand what I'm talking about if that's not what I'm supposed to be calling it. But 247sports put out their top questions or potential hurdles for each team in their own top 25 ranking for the upcoming season. Now, I forget which ranking Penn State was off the top of my head right now as I'm doing this, but I do know that their biggest question mark for Penn State happens to be my biggest question mark for Penn State. And stop me if you've heard this before, but the biggest concern that Penn State will have, according to 24-7 Sports, is finding wide receivers that will be able to intimidate anybody trying to defend them. I am paraphrasing slightly, but that was basically gist of what 24-7 Sports is saying that Penn State should be concerned about this upcoming season. We've talked about this before on the podcast. The wide receiver position is a legitimate concern. It can be the one area that really holds Penn State back from being one of those truly great teams in the country this season. It's the biggest glaring hole that I think that this Penn State program will have for the 2020 season. Now, that's my thought going into the season. Obviously, things can change as we see the season play out. Maybe somebody does step up and become the go-to wide receiver. Maybe somebody does become that guy that you can rely on with big hands and the ability to go up and get the football and come down with it uh, for a big first down when you need it on third and long or inside the red zone for a touchdown. We know that tight end Pat Fryermuth, as I mentioned earlier in this episode, is one of the top receivers in the country because he is one of the best tight ends in the country. But Penn State still needs other weapons that they can throw the football to aside from Fryermuth. You cannot rely on Pat Fryermuth uh, on every big play that you need him. Obviously, you can rely on him, but you don't want to be put in that situation where he is the only guy that's going to be making plays. I believe that Pride Fire Move will be much more effective and dangerous if Penn State has wide receivers that are capable of making their own plays because it relieves some of the pressure on Pride Fire Move. It gives the defensive secondary somebody else they need to be paying attention to when the football is being thrown. 
I don't know who that guy is going to be for Sean Clifford to rely on. I think the most obvious candidate is probably Jahan Dotson. And I think that was the big question that 24-7 put in black and white. Is there anybody on this Penn State roster, aside from Fryermuth, that a casual college football fan can identify at the wide receiver position? The answer is no. <laughs> I'm going to say that right now. I don't believe that there is. Uh, losing K.J. Hamler certainly hurts the depth at the wide receiver position, but I do think that this is a position that's not totally lacking in potential. I think that there is some room for improvement, obviously, and I'd be very curious to see how the new coaching staff can kind of find something that works for these wide receivers. Again, I think Jahan Dotson is going to be the guy that will be the leading wide receiver, maybe outside of Pat Fryermuth, but I think that Dotson's the first guy that you're going to look to. But this is one of the reasons why not having spring football practices kind of hurt Penn State in the grand scheme of things. Or it puts them behind the curveball a little bit. Uh, maybe it takes a little bit more time to get things adjusted with the new coaching staff. Obviously, new offensive coordinator and Kirk Soroka. Uh, from Minnesota, and the other big key acquisition for this Penn State coaching staff was wide receivers coach Taylor Stubblefield, who also on the College Football Hall of Fame ballot. I did not mention that previously on the podcast when we talked about the College Football Hall of Fame ballot. I should have mentioned that he is also on the ballot. He's just not a Penn Stater on the ballot, so uh, you know to separate him from former players. <laughs> but I do I do think it's worth mentioning that Penn State has a wide receiver. Uh, coach who is potentially going to be in the college football hall of fame for his career as a wide receiver <laughs> he was a very um a very productive wide receiver as the record books will show so taylor stubberfield knows a couple things about f- finding ways to catch the football get into open space and make some plays for your quarterback so that i think is a very key acquisition i know he's been hopping around a little bit uh throughout his coaching career but I think that this is going to be a very good opportunity for him to really kind of grind into these guys that they need to step up and make some big plays for the offense this year because that is going to be the biggest thing that can take Penn State to that next level. And that's the reason why Ohio State has been so good. They have had those wide receivers make the big plays when they need them to be made. Uh, Penn State knows this from first-hand experience within the last few years. Uh, you know, a guy like Benjamin Victor, you remember him catching the football out of nowhere and just, you know, finding a long game for a big play that kind of gave Ohio State momentum a couple years ago in Beaver Stadium. Penn State needs those kind of wide receivers. You know, even if they don't have the big game-breaking speed that K.J. Hamler had, I think that they need to find guys that are going to be real confident with their hands. It's one thing to go out and just try to, put yourself in position but you have to go out and get the football and that's where Penn State's wide receivers have tended to come up a little bit shy and that's where they need the biggest room for improvement for the upcoming season if they can put that all together they've got a very well-rounded offense because we know the running game is going to be really solid for the Nittany Lions this year uh, Journey Brown of course is going to continue to produce uh, Noah Kane I think is going to bounce back and be a real strong contributor the running back position is good Sean Clifford, I think, is going to benefit from a a full year of starting experience behind him right now. I think that that will help him continue to grow this upcoming season. And, of course, again, new coaching staff, that it's always a question mark, especially with a quarterback that is young. Uh, You do wonder how that's all going to come together. And I think when you have question marks at wide receiver, you can have some shaky moments. 
and Penn State's schedule is not going to allow them to have too many shaky moments if they want to do something big this upcoming season. We're going to talk about the schedule in the next segment, but I wanted to throw out there uh, what they said about Ohio State. Now, Ohio State is the number one team on 24-7 sports' preseason top 25, and their biggest question mark for Ohio State is their defensive secondary, the pass defense. And the reason why it's not as big of a concern for Ohio State this season than it could be for some other teams or maybe in some other years is because, as 24-7 Sports says, Ohio State's top opponents this year don't have much of a passing attack to really throw a big threat at them. And that's huge because take a look at the, the three biggest teams that Ohio State will play this season. In no specific order. They're going to play a road game in Oregon. They're going to play a road game at Penn State. And they're going to play Michigan. Those are your three biggest games for Ohio State this upcoming season. And the fact that none of them have a passing attack that's going to cause a lot of uneasiness for Ohio State, that gives them almost a pass for their biggest hole on the roster. So if Ohio State's biggest deficit and their biggest question mark is their passing defense, you can see why it's very essential for Penn State to make sure that they have a passing attack that's going to give Ohio State trouble. If Penn State's going to win the Big Ten this year, they have to have those wide receivers making some big plays because Pat Fryermuth just honestly cannot do it all by himself. Now, I try to keep a pretty busy schedule on my own because not only am I working a day job during the day, but I also come home and I put together this podcast for you guys, and I'm also doing some other things behind the scenes. I'm writing some assignments. The best way for me to keep my energy up without losing my appetite is to indulge myself in a nice little built bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a chocolate bar, and how could you possibly go wrong with that? As I've said before, one of the most difficult things in finding the right protein bar is finding something that actually tastes good and will fill you up. Well, the good news is built bar will do just that. They're great for the health-conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. It's the best of both worlds. You got to check out the peanut butter brownie. It's 20 grams of protein, 170 calories. It's going to fill you up, get you to your next meal, and keep you energized, and you're going to feel good about it as well. Right now, you can go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first order. So use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, it's time for the final segment of today's podcast, which means it is the final segment for this week on the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. I want to take a moment real quick just to thank you guys for checking out the podcast all week and coming back and sharing your support for the podcast by subscribing, reading, and reviewing, and just following us on Twitter and on Instagram. We're trying to grow those followings a little bit as well. I've put out some unique content on each of those platforms. So if you're into Twitter or on Facebook or on Instagram, make sure you check us out. And don't forget to check out our Twitch channel as well. I'm going to try and go live again this weekend see what we can do about continuing to set things up it's looking pretty nice i just got to get the video ready to go and make sure it's going to be a presentable product before we do an official launch of our twitch channel but you can go ahead and give it a follow right now twitch.tv slash locked on nittany now from time to time during the season and the off season i get sent some updated sports odds and take a look at some of the the latest uh projections for the upcoming season and different rankings, different lists. I get these from different sports books and different PR firms, uh, just trying to spread out the word about their different products. And I will relay that information to you as I have on this podcast before. I wanted to take a look at one that I was recently sent from sportsbettingdime.com. This is not a sponsored advertisement or a sponsored uh, placement. Just putting that disclaimer in there right now so you guys all know. I'm just relaying this for informational purposes like I try to do. 
And they gave me a list of the top strength of schedule rankings for the upcoming college football season. Going to say right now, Penn State's strength of schedule, not the most difficult. They're coming in at 31 overall on these rankings of all the different FBS football programs. It goes up to 130 this year in case you lost count of how many teams are out there. But Penn State's got the 31st toughest strength of schedule according to sportsbettingdime.com. Now, it's interesting because next week I'm actually going to be taking a look at Penn State's schedule and ranking the strength of schedule just within itself. Uh, Strongest opponents, weakest opponents, that's going to be something you can look forward to on athlonsports.com. We do that post every year, and I have some fun putting it together. And I've talked about this before. Penn State has some tricky road games that they're going to play this year. Uh, Of course, an early game against Virginia Tech, uh, an early Big Ten contest at Michigan. Those are two tough road tests just within that first month or so of the season. So uh, Penn State's going to be tested. They're going to be tested on the road in some challenging environments. We all know that Ann Arbor has been a place where Penn State has had some fits the last couple of times they've been out there. Uh, we don't know what to expect from a road game down to Blacksburg, Virginia, but If you know anything about Virginia Tech home games, you know that that can be a little bit of a frenzied atmosphere. Uh, I'm hoping that that is the case this year when that game is played. I'm a little less optimistic about what the scene is going to be like for the environment of college football. But I do think that still going on the road and playing a Virginia Tech team that could be out to make a little bit of a statement, gain some respect. I think that that's a challenging spot for them. And then, of course, Penn State will still have to play a home game against one of the best teams in the country in Ohio State. Uh, Iowa is not exactly the easiest of contests. And I have said all along that a road trip to Nebraska is not particularly uh, in a spot that I like for Penn State this upcoming season. So Penn State coming in with the 31st strength of schedule suggests that it's not the easiest of schedules. It's not the most difficult of schedules. It's a decent schedule, though. And I think when you take a look at some of the other potential playoff teams that are out there, you take a look to see where Penn State would rank among them. Now, Oregon, as your Pac-12 favorite, has the 47th toughest strength of schedule. And, of course, they're going to get a home game against Ohio State as well. So Oregon's toughest game is probably Penn State's toughest game, a home game against Ohio State. Going back to the other day's mailbag question, taking a look at the one-loss Pac-12 champion and the one-loss Big 12 champion as far as the playoff race is concerned, let's throw Oklahoma into the conversation. Oklahoma's coming in with the 38th best strength of schedule in the country, according to the same ranking. And Texas is right behind them at 39. So if we're talking just about strength of schedule and going back to yesterday's mailbag question, Penn State comes out pretty favorably compared to Oregon, Oklahoma, and even Texas. So that definitely leans in their favor. Obviously, you got to win your games to be in order for that conversation to even come about. And, of course, if you can get a win against Ohio State, that probably helps your cause as well. So that's yeah, just something to keep an eye out for as Oregon plays their season, Penn State plays their season. If either one of those two teams can get a home win against Ohio State, Heck, if they both get wins against Ohio State, Ohio State may be out of the playoff picture entirely. But uh, we'll cross that bridge if we get there. But I do think that it's interesting to note that in an world where we're just focused so much on strength of schedule, Penn State has a couple of advantages their way compared to a couple other teams that could potentially be fighting for a playoff spot in Oregon, Oklahoma, and Texas. If you're curious about some of those SEC contenders, Alabama, according to this ranking, has the 15th toughest strength of schedule, followed by the defending national champions of LSU. They're at 20th, and Georgia is at 25th. And the Florida Gators, 
interesting to note because they've been getting a lot of preseason buzz, it seems. Florida's coming in with the second easiest schedule out of all the SEC teams. They're coming in at 62nd nationally. So just keep that in mind if it comes down to uh, Florida and Penn State. Now, obviously, if Florida's in the playoff conversation, they probably have the SEC championship. So they would probably get in ahead of Penn State under that circumstance. But again, so many variables in play. It's just fun to talk about a little bit and just kind of talk hypothetically. If it were coming down to an argument over who plays the toughest schedule, Penn State or Florida, even though Florida plays in the SEC, the, the argument may actually favor Penn State. Now, that's assuming that these rankings carry through throughout the course of the season. These kinds of things can always change as we figure out what teams are actually good, what teams are actually not so good, because we can be let down by some teams. So a challenging schedule like Purdue faces this upcoming season. Purdue, by the way, comes in at number one in the strength of schedule ranking, according to sportsbettingdime.com. They come in with the, t- the most difficult schedule on the on the map. Uh, but maybe it won't be as tough as it suggests. Maybe some of the teams that Purdue is going to face, maybe they're not actually going to be that good. Maybe they get banged up by injuries. Who knows? Maybe the pandemic causes a lot of players to sit out a game or two or more. Um, you know, th- these things can always be changing as the season progresses. But as it stands right now, Penn State's strength of schedule It's not bad. It's not great, but it's far from bad. So that certainly carries some weight moving forward as far as the Penn State argument for any potential spot in the college football playoff. But of course, when it comes to the college football playoff, I will say what I have always said, and that if Penn State wants to be in the college football playoff, first thing they got to do, win their games. If they go 12-0, they're going to be in. If they go 13-0, they're obviously in. Uh, obviously, you know, a Big Ten championship with zero losses or one loss probably has a very good chance to be included in a four-team college football playoff at the end of the year. So who cares about strength of schedule if you can just win all your games? If you can win all your games, we don't have to worry about these things. And that's going to do it for this week on the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. Again, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I thank you guys so much for checking out this episode and any other episode we've done in the past week, the past month, or the past almost year. So thank you so much for continuing to support the podcast by subscribing and rating and reviewing on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and also giving us a follow on Twitter, a like on Facebook, a follow on Instagram, and check out our Twitch channel. We are Locked On Nittany across the board on all those social media platforms. I'm Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. I do have some content coming up on Athlon Sports, and I want to tell you right now, Monday's podcast is going to be pretty fun. I got a chance to talk with my buddy Brandon Cavanaugh, another contributor to AthlonSports.com, and we came up with a full menu at our Big Ten Deli. We came up with a sandwich for each coach in the Big Ten. Had some really good conversation with that, and I hope you guys get a chance to enjoy that. I'm going to throw that up there for you guys on Monday. I'm actually going to the shore on Monday. I'm looking forward to having a day off, but there will still be a podcast for you, so you do not need to worry about it. It'll be there for you on all your favorite podcasting apps. So make sure you're subscribed so you never miss a single episode, including Monday's fun episode with the Big Ten Deli. Before I go, I want to let you know that you can tell your smart home devices to play the Locked On NBA podcast. Get your NBA fix as the NBA gets ready to return to action in just about a month. So make sure you're all caught up on all the NBA action right now on the Locked On NBA podcast.
Once again, I'm Kevin McGuire. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. And until next time, everybody, have a great day. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you again next week. 